Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Friday night, and it's time for Explain Yourself, and we have upgraded Kevin Joseph. We now have Totally Kevin Joseph. Hi, Totally Kevin Joseph. Hi, I am Totally Kevin Joseph. <laughs> uh, thanks for hanging in and uh, filling in for Kevin this week, Matta. It's awesome to have you back. Ah, thanks. Definitely. Anytime. <laughs> and we have some uh, comic creators here that are going to talk about their ongoing projects, so we... Let's just jump right in. Does that sound all right to you? Sounds like a plan. All right, here we go. Well, I'm going to start at the top up here. Uh, Chris, if you don't mind, uh, introduce yourself, and let's let's uh, get a quick 30-second pitch for your project that's running right now. All right, cool. So I'm Chris Moses. I'm uh, the Mario of the Super Comic Book Bros on, or Super Comic Bros on YouTube, uh, my new YouTube channel with my friend, uh, Anthony Stokes and I'm here to promote Control Z numbers one and two, uh, two issues in a four issue sci-fi miniseries set in a world where humanity has migrated to a simulation called Cyberscape, and we follow a century or a moderator for the simulation as they uh, try and discover the uh, mystery behind the disappearances and its connection to a mysterious yet seductive foe the admin cool sounds awesome well i'm gonna slide down to the bottom over here uh evan uh introduce yourself and let's hear about your project real quick yeah uh, my name is evan crothers uh, i'm here from my company woven press uh, the project i have live right now is called mixology noir book one it's a double feature of horror comics uh 231 page standalone stories uh, the first story is called Sazerac. It's about a man who fights with his wife and goes out looking for a drink, finding himself in a, an ancient bar full of long-forgotten gods, and things kind of snowball for him from there. And the second story is called uh, Vesper. It's a story about a woman who's kind of estranged from her family and gets kidnapped by a Russian kidnapping ring and held in the basement of a, a Russian vodka bar and learns a lot about herself in the process. Um Obviously, the stories are inspired by classic craft cocktails, uh, which I'm a, an ex-bartender and always been a big fan of the origin of cocktails and wanted to write some stories about them. Cool. Sounds awesome. All right. It's uh, some guy that I don't know and have never <laughs> met before. We've never talked. Uh, never. Mr. Never. Rob Moltari. Uh, 
good friend and uh, awesome creator. Tell us about what you've got going on right now, which is really cool and cuddly. <laughs> right on. Well, right now, um, so for those of you who don't know me, I'm Rob Malteri. I'm the creator and writer of Nightwolf. Uh, it's a series about a young man who finds out that he's born a werewolf and gets thrown into a supernatural war against demons, witches, vampires, other werewolves. Um, so right now, I'm running a Kickstarter for a plushie, a voodoo doll werewolf um, for Nightwolf that's inspired by a pinup um, from the trade paperback by uh, Megan Alfred. Um, also, along with the voodoo doll uh we have six new connecting covers for issues one through six as a fifth anniversary uh kind of like a special limited edition uh for any of the Wolfpack members out there who want to get a new collectible or for somebody who j wants to jump in and join the Wolfpack. i love awesome. that you just had the plushie like right there to hold up i love it it's so cute <laughs> organized he makes me look bad all the time yeah i feel <laughs> like i suddenly feel like really terrible jeez mm. <laughs> all right and last but certainly not least uh we have what say it don't, even, no, don't look at the nameplate can you remember me <laughs> do it <laughs> uh, it's, let's see it starts with an a maybe i don't know yeah we have alan and he's here to talk about Focus Hocus. So give us a quick 30-second pitch on Focus Hocus. Hey, uh, my name is Alan Dunford. Um, I am the co-writer and creator of Focus Hocus, and it's a comic book. Is that good? Sweet. We like Love that? it. That's okay. good. Yeah. Short and sweet, to the yeah. point. <laughs> yep. Good night, everyone. All right. We'll see you guys later. No, uh, yeah, Focus Hocus is a, uh, it's a Faustian tale comic book about a magician who sells a soul to a demon to have actual magical powers. Ooh. And then as these things happen, you know, uh, they, they never go as planned. Right. So now it's uh, it's his journey to get his soul back. I promise you it's a lot funnier than, than how we make it sound here. <laughs> I mean, the, the title alone sounds hilarious. I got to say. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, since, uh, you know, you were kind of at the end of our 30 second pit, go ahead and deep dive into his hopes and uh, what we go on there. Do you, we can go yep. ahead and share your screen. Working on that now, actually. All right. Oh, uh, cattail. Kitty. <laughs> oh, <boy>. Always. <laughs> All right. How does that All look right. for everybody? You are can, there. Can we see everything? Right, are we good? Move myself. Okay. And then first we have to show my cat, of course. Yes. <laughs> if a pet goes on screen, you're legally obligated to show it. <laughs> yeah, this is Athena. She's 11, she's 11 years old, but she still acts like a kitten. Yep. Yeah. Oh. Um, nice. So, yeah, this is a, kind of a big milestone for us uh, because we just wrapped up issue four and now we're working on issue five. Uh, and this is starting our next volume. So we have uh, this is kind of a celebratory campaign for us because this is volume two, number one. Um, it, it's weird once you start getting into uh, the actual campaign itself, because it's hard to not give spoilers anymore once you get so far <laughs> into it. Right. Mm -hmm. Um so yeah, this is this is our chapter five. Uh, at the end of the first arc, uh, you know things don't go as planned for Pocus, but he does find the person that actually has a soul, which is where it leads us to uh, to Lilith's realm. And we just kind of give a brief summary for here because we always try to build our campaigns for everyone new and old that wants to come mm -hmm. in, or people that maybe you know only backed issues one and two, and then they want to go and come back now for issue five. So what we also went ahead and did is we went ahead and put up a link for a free ash can for Pocus Hocus number one. So it's the first eight pages. So it'll kind of give you a taste of what we're doing um, with this. Cool. 
Yep. And then, of course, as everyone loves, exclusive metal and hollow foil covers uh, by Ryan Kincaid and Jesse Higgy. And then here's a nice. closer up version of it. But we kind of went a little overboard <laughs> on this campaign uh, with the amount of covers that we have. Normally, we only offer four. This time, we have seven. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, I, I, don't, I don't know if that's nice. But... <laughs> But yeah, like I said, it's more of just a celebration thing for us. So we have this mm-hmm. cover. It's our main cover by our interior artist, Brian Belando, and colored by Jason Smith, who also colors the book. Uh, this one is by a really good friend of ours, Kit Wallace. That's adorable. Yep. Like and then that. we have Mark Marvita. He's done a cover for us, I think, for just about every issue. And then uh, Summer Dale. She's absolutely fantastic. Edward Bentley, who is, uh, he also did a cover for us for Grandma Chainsaw as well. And then uh, we have this one working on uh, from Sajad. Uh, he hasn't finished coloring it yet, but we'll be getting that soon. And yeah, and then now we have our fun, spooky preview pages. <laughs> nice. Love the sound uh, effects. Yeah. <laughs> Completes it. Yeah. Um, this, like I said, th- this story, it's, uh, it, it may not look it on the surface, but we think it's funny. <laughs> with, <laughs> with, with a lot of like the tongue in cheek, like real dark humor that we try to go for. And uh this story has has a lot of elements to it. It has action, comedy, horror, suspense. We just kind of throw everything at the wall and then hope that it sticks. Um, but we, yeah, but we pretty much have just your basic tiers. Um, you know, PDF five bucks. The cover A is ten dollars, and then every cover after that is twelve bucks for the uh, for the variants. But we always like to try to bundle, and we really try to build our uh, campaigns a la carte. So we we never try to strong arm anybody into you know get, having to get a certain tier if they want a certain item right so mm. we, we kind of let you just build pretty, pretty much just build your own tier uh and then mm. we're always a huge fan of hollow foils uh catch up tiers like i was saying for fans new and old people who just want to come in um and yeah we, we we like t-shirts too i'm a sucker for a good t-shirt and a good coffee mug <laughs> but coffee mugs yeah. are are awful to ship so oh my <laughs> god yeah <laughs> so um, it, it it sucks because whenever we get to you know that that stuff when you try to find fun unique items it's like I feel like sometimes you have to charge a ton uh, mm-hmm. just because it's first off printing's expensive anyway and then shipping sucks as well. Yeah, it keeps um, going up twice a year, dude. And, <laughs> yeah. and, and at this point, I feel like I'm going to start charging like ten bucks just to ship next door. Like it's terrible. <laughs> um, but yeah, so and then like I said, Kit Wallace, he's done a cover for us for everything that we've done. So we have our, our holy kit tier where uh he has, you know, we just throw everything in there. We even throw in his cover for Horace and Hell and Grandma Chainsaw as well. And of course we're a sucker for metal covers, so we offer everything in a metal. And yeah, that's that's really about it for for that. Cool. Well, hey, uh, you know, don't worry about the covers. Uh, I listened to an episode of Comics Launch a couple months back. Where Tyler was talking about the average number of variant covers, because uh-huh. I usually do, I usually do the standard cover and then four variants. Yeah. And you know that I was, I, I feel like that's a lot of covers, right? Yeah. The average was thirteen. Oh my what? god! Okay. Yeah. No, stop. Covers. <laughs> I'm not, I'm I not did, brave enough for that. I did like three covers, and I'm like, this is too much. Yeah. <laughs> but Didn't then you know, there are some. For that episode Sorry, the most he saw was like 40 covers in one campaign for research. Yeah, for episode. yeah. I mean, there are some of the, and, you know. Like Brian Polito sure. and. Um, some and of the like, covers that we all know that the kind of covers we're talking about, right? Yeah. Because they have a <laughs> standard cover. A, uh, yeah. It, it has it, its it, sneaky it, uh, 
you know, yeah. not safe. <laughs> but yeah, that you know, I cannot imagine, you know, hey, this is cover A, this is cover B, this is cover AA. Yeah, Let's cover A Z. I mean, come on. You know? Yeah, then you're getting into like the triple letters or like triple E E E. Like, no, yeah, I forget what is what. Considering the theme, you know, maybe they're getting into bra sizes. Yeah, exactly. Maybe you're not wrong. <laughs> cover well, triple uh, double D. Yep. It it does look like you've got you know pretty much you know everything for you know backers new and old in here. Is there yeah. One particular, you know, pledge level that you're 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 proud of, or that you know you want to point, you know, somebody to if they're maybe a a, a new backer. Yeah, honestly, just the any of the catch up tiers, right? Um, mm -hmm. to to us, those are always special, especially whenever uh, you know you. This is the bad part about Kickstarter, and the lie I always tell myself is that I'm not going to check it obsessively while it's going on. <laughs> so. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but you do every time. So yeah, it's just always nice to see, uh, you know, someone come in and pick up like you know your the physical library or the digital library. It's just yeah. and that's that's always special because you you feel like then, you know, it, it's just a, a new opportunity to you know just grow your audience base and it, it's cool that they that they want to take a chance on you enough to pick up everything that you have. Yeah, especially when you have like multiple books out too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yep. and you just checked it three times, didn't you? Just now, yes. <laughs> no, no, so no this problem is, man i do the same thing yeah. no so so this is super cool alan uh i have a book also um that's going to be coming back um for its fifth issue so mm -hmm. i i'm i'm curious uh one how how many pages is is this issue 28 28 okay awesome mm -hmm. and then two how, how do you feel uh the the audience carryover has been um, from campaign to, to especially now starting a new volume we're actually going to be in a very similar position because yeah. I'm starting a new volume as it's, well it's wild because um, the we've seen growth from issue one to issue four uh, issue four was our biggest campaign that was our first five digit campaign so we were like over the moon um, this one has been a little bit slower than some of our other campaigns but obviously, you know, you're still super optimistic uh, about everything. I, I think it just sometimes looks intimidating when you have volume two, number one, um, because I, I think that like when you have a linear series like this, um, sometimes I f as a creator, I feel like we're in the minority because you don't see this a lot uh, on Kickstarter. You don't see a lot of like issue five, six, sevens and stuff like that. So I think sometimes people... Uh, gets kind of scared to jump on it. And then, of course, you lose audience and stuff. And it's just, it's all unpredictable. Everything's volatile. I hate it. It's like it's like the lotto or like Russian roulette. Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah, pretty much. You know, you never know how people are going to receive it. And, you know, whenever we go to launch uh, issue six, like we could have the biggest turnout we've ever seen. And then issue seven, we might barely hit goal. You just, you just don't know how things happen. Mm -hmm. So, well, we have a suggestion from uh, somebody that you may know uh, for a cover. <laughs> oh, Joey. Oh, Joey. Joey. Our, our friend Joey Galvez at the Geek Collective, uh, he says he wants to cover with Alan's sexy arms. So, you know, it, maybe sexy we'll emphasized, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> maybe we'll put out a poll on that later. <laughs> yeah, we'll do that for the shop exclusive, right? <laughs> well, all right. Uh, hey, thanks, Alan. I mean, it looks like you guys are rocking and rolling. You've already met your goal, and yep. uh, you still have 20 days to go. So, heck yeah. Heck yeah, you're you're in the zone, man. So that's yep. excellent. Awesome. Well, and uh, Rob, what? Dave Lentz wanted me to tell you hello. <laughs> yeah, 
Yes, we uh, yeah. we share a mutual uh, uh, letter. Um, he, uh, Dave does my uh, snowpaw, um, and he, so and he's got this running gag thing going. Every time I like post or share a campaign, and I forget to tag him, yeah, if he's been involved in it. Like he always scolds me, and I'm like, dude, I'm like, you're in everything. Like, yeah, Dave, Dave's just an angry, bitter old man <laughs> who's in bed by nine thirty, and if he goes to bed at nine forty-five, he's cranky. <laughs> so, so you just gotta ignore him. Yeah, he's, he's a good dude. He, yeah. He's good for a good laugh, too. Yeah. <laughs> well, and that isn't, thank you, Alan. That is an excellent segue into my buddy Rob's campaign. Rob, oh, tell us about, yep, tell us about your, well, and, and I'm actually, I mean, definitely tell us about the campaign, but this seems like it was kind of uh, just a lucky happenstance that, you know, you decided to do this because it was, it was kind of a surprise that it happened, right? Yeah. So, all right. So, yeah. Little little backstory. So the um the pinup uh, was like I said part of the volume one uh, trade paperback, and uh, you can kind of see it right here. So this is the original pinup in the trade um, that Megan Alford did, and um, you can kind of see well, he's kind of pointing to himself there, and there's a little blown up version of him there. But um, it was basically <laughs> one of those like. She came up with the idea for that voodoo doll plush just for, you know, basically I said, Hey, I want to pin up with the two witches. Right. You know, uh, simple enough. And then she did that. And I was like, that's amazing. That's a nice touch. That's awesome. You know, great. Um, but then like a lot of people were like, Hey, you know, um, that would make a great plushie. And I was like, I agree. Let's, let's do that. Right. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so here we are. Um, and th so this basically this campaign is to pay for, um, you know, production of a uh, 300 run because there's a minimum I had to, to do um, with uh, the skeleton crew. And um, I mean, really, though, like the quality of this thing, like I, it, it just it, even pictures don't do it justice. Like how much embroidery detail. <laughs> I want to like reach into the screen and just like squeeze it just to feel oh, yeah, how yeah, it's so very or stab it with a knife. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess I that's that's what it's just for. I mean, yeah. It's all, you know. Um, but yeah, so the, um, in the campaign, it's, it's, it's not just for the voodoo doll. Like I said, it's, um, for also connecting covers. Um, so Nightwolf issue one through six, um, is out now and already published, but, um, we were doing a fifth anniversary, um, cover connecting covers, which, um, you can kind of see there. I'm going to get a little better. Wow. So, yeah, so this is the, the, the connecting covers, like just by themselves, there and um this is kind of also like while we're waiting to uh release issue seven which is coming out on kickstarter uh this spring and uh so you know again i it basically each character is more associated with the, the issue in particular like with tartarus he's more prevalent in uh, issue one and we have the twin witches who play a big part in issue two um black claw in issue three snowball in issue four nightwolf's major transformation and kind of like training starting in issue five and then kind of like a, a big uh, introduction to a new villainous um in issue six so you know these covers are related to the book itself but also they're very connected and um in a manner of speaking <laughs> you know but I'm <laughs> um but yeah so the um you know starting out uh with the campaign um you know like i said we have um so you know it's good it's it, it's been tested for you know um for to be able to sell on like amazon and stuff like that so it's child tested and um it's also you know it's a, it's a 12 inch plush um it's got great details throughout oh, anyway, I went to, 
Oh. <laughs> Funny you should say that. Is I have a cat named George because of the same reason. <laughs> yeah, Shawnee says, I want to hug him and pet him and call him George. <laughs> Thanks, Shawnee. Well, when, when you get your Shawnee, you can call him whatever you want. <laughs> That's right. Um, yeah, so that's, uh, you know, about the plush. Um, but again, uh, Nightwolf uh, is an ongoing series. I have 12 issues for this uh, first story arc. Um, and then it continues on. So like I have multiple seasons or movies planned out, if you will, um, depending gotcha. on, you know, how that works. Um, but yeah, so this, so, first, go ahead. So, so Rob, I've, I've heard from this guy named Alan that, you know, most people don't know about series on Kickstarter that get over five or six or something like that. So, you know, can you talk to that? <laughs> I mean, I, I've, as long as you keep uh, your audience engaged, man, I, you know, six, you know, I keep, keep growing the audience that, you know, mm-hmm. issue six has been, was my best Kickstarter that I had. I mean, that's my highest funded. Um, it was my second highest at the time. Um, back mm-hmm. so I mean you know the audience just keeps growing and you just got to keep you know working it and keep trying different things that's awesome um, yeah, um, yeah. Just, so it's but it also it's, it's funny because like uh, going to like so now like because the plush is a little bit different and this isn't for a new issue um, my back account isn't as high as it, I've had in the past um, so it's like kind of like oh they don't like me no more I'm like oh no no it's just because it's you know I'm basically rehashing with the you know the fifth anniversary covers and and you know mm-hmm. the, the plush and not everybody's into plushes but you know there are people who are out there who like it so um and they have asked for it so I'm giving it to them <laughs> give the fans what they want as people exactly. say exactly and I, and I after each Kickstarter I usually send out a survey um and asking um my wolf pack what they want to see and um you know, and this is this is one of the things, and so we're rolling with it. And then you know, we got, of course we got the previews, the uh, the nice goriness that we have going on because you know it's a werewolf book and stuff happens. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, you know, and then like I said, the uh, issue two, we got the the witches playing a heavy part in and and uh, causing trouble. Uh, and you know, get uh, we're getting into like you know the introduction of Snowpaw officially into issue three, and. Um, so in this issue four is kind of like um, a little bit of a it's it tells a little bit more about the backstory of, of my werewolves and um, you know kind of like where they come from and you know how they they play into this world and as well as introducing some new characters uh, and then issue five is again just growing the mythology showing that there's you know the creatures that there's aliens there's mythology creatures there's fantasy creatures um, you know in in kind of hinting that they're there but clearly they're not heavily uh involved in this series just yet um mm-hmm. so then we have you know the training sequence um you know basically the you know the master putting the pup in this place <laughs> <laughs> um and then issue uh this is uh, issue six we have a little bit more of um some uh head games going on throughout um and uh so snowpaw is separated from nightwolf and nightwolf has to kind of fend for himself for the first time since uh, becoming, or you know, becoming a werewolf for the first time. Um, gotcha. So um, we also have a uh, a full moon bonus gift going. So anybody who has uh, backed the campaign before next Sunday, not this coming Sunday, but the next Sunday, the night of the full moon, gets this uh, sweet little uh, mini print. It's a five by seven. Um, it's a c- uh, cover uh, by Scott or by Chris Enot uh, for issue six. 
Cool. Very cool. So I know you said that it's an ongoing, I mean, you know, we're talking about the plushie here. Uh, and you said it's an ongoing series. I mean, if you could pick a number, you know, and say, hey, I'm going to publish this many issues of Nightwolf, you know, like what would that number be? Like a hundred? I mean, I, I I would strive for a hundred if I could. Yeah, I mean, that I would keep going. It just, you know, I don't know if I'd finish it in my time. <laughs> you know, because Kickstarter you, goes so you. fast. <laughs> do you have plans for a trade paperback since you have so many issues out? Well, I do have a, a trade paperback for Volume One, which is uh, issues one through four. Um, this is let me. That's the hardcover. Yeah. Cool. So this is the, the hardcover for the trade. Um, that's actually where the, the voodoo doll came from, was from the trade paperback. Um, one of the pinups. Uh, there it is. Yeah, so that again, this is the, the pinup that um, he originally came from. I love how prepared you are. You just have everything handy. You should I see know. my desk. It's ridiculous how much stuff I have. But yeah, so um, again, yeah, I, every four issues I put out a trade. And um, when issue 12 comes out for the story arc, I'll put out like an omnibus of that, um, that story arc. Uh, but I, yeah, I have so many plans like ahead. It just, again, it's all these things I have that I want to do, but getting to them is, you know, time. <laughs> yep. So much Absolutely. time. Absolutely. Uh, well, well, Hey, is there, you know, looking through the rewards, um, you know, obviously the plushie is kind of front and center, but uh you know, I, I see that you also have, you know, catch up tiers for all of the all of the books. Is there any, you know, it, can you mix and match a little bit? You know, let's say, hey, I want the plushie and hey, I want all those six covers. And, you know, can I do add ons later? You know, how what, what yeah, do you yeah, got yeah. set up for everybody? Yeah. So um, right now we have like a, uh, a five dollar digital deluxe introduction uh, digital um, as for, of issue one, just for people who just want to get the beak wet if you will. Um, and then I have the catch up tier that is volume one and issue five and six. Um, I also have a, a physical get issue one of Snowpaw, which is my other series uh, spinoff of Nightwolf, but featuring Snowpaw in her origin story in the 19th century Scotland. So 200 years in the past. Um, and then the issue one of Nightwolf, you can get those together uh, just to kind of you know try out both books. Um, and then I have an entire, you get, you know, the first two issues of uh, Snowpaw, which is out now, and um, you know the the volume one and issue five and six of Nightwolf, uh, so you can get all of that if you just want to digest everything digitally. Um, we have the plushie here, and so the plushie um, is forty five dollars. That's uh, free shipping in the United States as well. Uh, so that's you know if you're in the U.S., that's one price. That's what you see. That's what you get. Um, you know, for the 12 inch plushie with that detail, you know, it's actually a pretty good deal. Um, from what I've seen around Kickstarter, I probably could have gone higher, but I, I wanted to make it affordable because I wanted to put it in literally put it in people's hands. <laughs> Love it. <Nice. laughs> Perfect. Uh, so, <laughs> um, and then for those of you uh, who are new to the uh kickstarter or to nightwolf uh particularly um for uh, i do have a standard catch-up tier so these are the uh, standard retails um you can get issues one through six as well as um, the digitals together um and then for those of you who uh enjoy a good um you know limited edition uh that's the connecting cover the virgin variants uh so you can get those all to together and um, then you can also get the plush and you can get the uh connecting covers 
Um, but we also have a, we got a t-shirt, we have a hoodie, we have, you know, all, all the fun stuff. Um, I see a t-shirt, Alan. I see a t-shirt. You, a t-shirt. you love t-shirts, man. I do love t-shirts <laughs> so hard. <laughs> yeah. um, and then we have retailer tiers. Of course, you know, we want to make sure that we work with our friends in the retail space. And mm-hmm. uh, we also have mystery boxes, which um, in the mystery box is a mystery CGC of either uh, Snowpaw or uh, Nightwolf. And uh, you definitely get the, the plush and you definitely get the connecting covers. Um, but the, the other mystery is which variant cover. Uh, it's going to be a high end of Nightwolf um, and a high end variant of uh, Snowpaw. So you'll get issues one through six and one through, and one and two um, high end variants as well within there. Um, and then Excellent. this is basically you get all of the variant covers uh, <laughs> of all, all the things. All you get all the things. All the stuff. You get and a you variant. Get all you get a variant cover. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we have that that plus a commission from uh, Carlos Herrera. Um, and then now we have the add-on. So yes, you can add on some sketch covers. Uh, you can add on these uh, fun little custom. Lego figures. Oh my God, he has those handy too. Yeah, I can't even. Handy, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we have the volume. So if you if you were interested in picking up a volume instead of the single issues, we do have um, the volumes available. Uh, the hardcover, uh, which also has a die cut, which I didn't really get to show earlier, so I'll do that now. Um, the die cut has this fun little thing where you can do this. You can put you see yourself through it. <laughs> now you're Nightwolf. <laughs> and, yeah. and uh, there's also a cool little uh, vellum overlay uh, for those of you who are graphic designers. Uh, you know, the vellum's a fun little uh, kind of vinyl esque paper that you know it's kind of see through, uh-huh. so you can see that over top of the main character. Oh, nice! Very cool. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, and then there's the soft cover and the Virgin variant uh, soft cover by um, Chris Williams. So, and then we have. Of course, we have metal covers of issues one through six of Nightwolf, and we have a bunch for Snowpaw one and two. Uh, we have all the variant covers for that as well in the shiny metals, which are really reflective and gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, we also have an add-on. Uh, Megan, who did the original design for the plushie, um, she will do a, uh, a colored sketch cover. So it's not just a black cool. and white sketch. It's an actual just kind of like how that, that is right here. Um, mm-hmm. you know, the colored whatever you want, and <laughs> um, and then we have like uh, original art. So we got a uh, very cool bunch of different pages. We have um, crossovers. Matter of fact, this uh, this one's new right here. The uh, this is the one that I'm actually doing with Clay Adams, um, featuring his um, bla- uh, blazing blade of Frankenstein, and they mm-hmm. just arrived from Brazil. Um, wow. So oh wow! Cool. He even has that handy. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I got tricks. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm like a magician pulling it out of my hat. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but did you sell your soul to a demon for the magic? I mean, that's right. <laughs> and do you want a refund? Really focus. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how well this campaign goes. <laughs> Good answer. Um, well, yeah. all right. Uh, thanks, Rob. Uh, I mean, that's. You've, you've covered everything. I mean, uh, there's no reason not to jump in there. Uh, you know, digital, physical. I mean, who wants to, uh, you know, we've got to have a plushie that you can hug and squeeze and, and pet and call George, right? Um, <laughs> yes. And Sha- as Shawnee says that, hey, Rob's getting all fancy on us. Yeah, he so. makes he makes <laughs> us look really bad. He does. Very I've just bad. been at this so. <laughs> 
Well, let's slide on around and uh, let's talk to Evan. Evan, let's uh, let's talk about your project now. Yeah, so I love Evan. Let's take it. Matter of fact, Evan and I were together on a uh, show a couple of days ago, and as soon as I heard about his book, I was like, "Back." <laughs> Appreciate it. Well, I'll set the stage right away. Um, unlike Rob, all I have in front of me is whiskey and a baby monitor, so you're not going to see any. <laughs> any fancy stuff I mean, you two are prepared for something, so yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's that's being prepared, just not. All right, let me present here. And I'll add that to the screen real quick. All right. All right. Hey, you seen that? I see. All right. Excellent. Yeah, so Mixology Noir Book One. This is, uh, as I mentioned previously, you know, a campaign inspired by classic craft cocktails. So uh, it's two, <laughs> two stories printed back to back. Uh, with two covers and I'll play this fun little video I made just to kind of show how how this is done because it's kind of hard to conceptualize that is mesmerizing I so I could make this oh yeah. wow that is cool yes I love that thing man it, it like that's so cool so as you can see it flips they're, they're printed back to back and upside down right so you, when you read one oh, okay look over and you'll read the other one oh that's so clever it's, uh, 76 pages book. long awesome. including the covers yep uh, with two standalone stories in there and a bunch of art fun um so the first story i mentioned is called sazerac uh which if you're not familiar sazerac is a, a classic craft cocktail that originated in the jazz era in new orleans um the covers for both sides are done by a really talented artist named uh, dns and he uh or these are designed to have uh, kind of a collector quality feel to them i'm printing the books with soft touch suede laminate um embossing and gold foil, gold foiling on them. So I want these books. You know, the goal I always had of these books in the dream was to have a book that could sit on a bar top in a swanky, you know, craft cocktail lounge and it would look like it belonged there. Um, so that's kind of what I'm going for with this book. It's going to be very, uh, really interesting, tactile to hold, a uh, very collector quality book. Um, so the first one is Sazerac. You did saw the quick flip through, but uh, it's, a, it's a horror story. Um, where this guy encounters a couple of long forgotten gods in a, in a bar and goes for a ride as he's trying to figure out his life a little bit without giving too much about the story away. <laughs> um, I had a great creative team. I had a different artist for each of the stories and different colorists, uh, but they were both written by myself and edited by Eric uh, Palicki. Uh, if you're not familiar with Eric, he's got multiple awesome stories um, published right now, including uh, Blacksmith was the most recent one and Ninja Kaiden. Um, the second story here is Vesper. Uh, I talked about this before too, but this is a, a story about a, a entitled woman who stops for a martini on the way home uh, and gets kidnapped and held for ransom in the basement of a Russian vodka bar where she was drinking said martini and learns a lot about the value of family. And uh, if you're not familiar with uh, Vesper, uh, Vesper is the original recipe that Ian Fleming wrote in the James Bond novels that describes the specific martini that James Bond enjoys. So it's a, a very awesome classic martini. Um, this one has a different art style. I'll show you a little more about this as I scroll on and kind of how this book is done. Uh, so a creative team, um, different artists, Martin Menez and colored by um, Shasan and Sori, both very, very talented folks. So very high quality books, or, uh, excuse me, art. And I keep my pledges very, very simple. Um, this is my my sixth comic Kickstarter, but I have a side business also where I do tabletop gaming stuff. So this is my 31st Kickstarter total ever. Uh, my goodness. 
Yeah. How are you still sane? Because of what I'm about to tell you. I, every time it gets less and less complicated. I need to be able to fulfill as fast as humanly possible. Um, and that has forced itself to end with me having what three or four different pledges and currently one add-on. So, you know, it's a little different than what the comics crowd is used to with a lot of bevy of options, um, which potentially might alienate some backers, but fulfillment is a breeze, <laughs> which I value a lot. Um, <laughs> so the first option is a digital. Um, I actually have a digital option not listed here. I just added where you can get a single story for $6. Uh, otherwise you can get both of them for 12. Um, and there's those are 31 pages of sequential art plus the cover, some interior um, intro art and uh, an outro arts piece. So each one's 36 pages long total or 37. Uh, and then the print retail option is the back-to-back uh, -back printed cover, uh, double cover version with the soft touch laminate, the foil embossing, and both stories. And that's 20 bucks uh, with with some shipping that is going up every day, as we all discussed. Uh... <laughs> and then the last option here is the collector option. So it's basically the retail cover version plus um, another version with the variant covers, which um, I'd show those later, but... Uh, have two really cool variant covers, one for each story, and then a really cool art print, uh, which again, I designed this uh, with the artist to be something I'd want to hang in my own home bar in the basement of a, you know, a craft cocktail place that kind of inspires the horror feel, but still, you know, um, kind of also... It's classy. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> and then I'll zoom in here, and then a, a die cut sticker as well. Um, that you can cool. slap on your friend's bumper or whatever you want to do with it. <laughs> And then add-on options I mentioned, um, so you can get additional copies or you can get the variant cover options. So um, basically, I only have two versions of this book, the variant cover version and the retail version. So fulfillment should be pretty straightforward. Mm -hmm. And then the final add-on is um, the Ignis Quadrant. This is my debut comic series that just wrapped up the first story arc um, with a 166-page trade, um, which was great and very successful um and i'm very happy with that it's a super good story it's inspired by firefly cowboy bebop um star wars so if you like space westerns you can snag this as well and uh one of the things i have going for me that's pretty cool uh on kickstarter at least is that this book is 100 percent done and sitting at the printer waiting for me to say go so um by virtue of that is i can show basically all the pages if i wanted to i would say i wouldn't ruin the story but I'm just going to scroll through some of these. Yeah, so I did thumbnail views here. So this is the full story, as as if you were flipping through it in your comic shop, but much tinier, so you can't read the actual text. But <laughs> you can see kind of how the story flows here, um, see kind of how the art goes. There's some really fun um, spreads in here that tie into the individual gods that the, the man is meeting. So each of these sections is, a, is a interaction with a different god. And Sazerac, and then in Vesper here, we got some more preview action i'll just scroll through these quick you guys can check them out later if you want and then the uh, book thumbnails here again what i wanted to point out earlier i mentioned is that this one i did something a little different with the pacing um so every page turn it goes forward and backwards in time to two linear series of events that are happening at different points in time so that's obvious now uh -huh. look at the thumbnails here it's going into the bar in the past and then in the kidnapping in the basement in the future and it goes every page turn it goes back and forth uh which comes together to make a really interesting um, fast-paced pacing that is um, kind of a fun read during the horror and jumping between stories rapidly and getting terrorized in the process. <laughs> so 
that's pretty much it. Um, this one is definitely not as successful yet as my, my past sci-fi ones. Interestingly, I haven't got a lot of backer crossover, but I have got a ton of new backers and almost everyone that's backed has gotten the add-ons for my last sci-fi book. So it's very interesting jumping to a brand new genre without an existing fan base in that genre, but I'm having a good time doing it. So that's basically it. Well, hey, hey, quick question for you. So, I mean, this is essentially uh, an anthology. Uh, You know, you're the, you're writing it and you've got two different stories in this, but it's 76 Mm -hmm. pages. Did you, I'm I'm curious as to why you decided to release a single issue that large instead of going, you know, maybe issue by issue. I'm just curious. Yeah. So I honestly thought if this was ever going to be published, like to the dark market or anything, it would be issue by issue. But the dream of this book that I've been thinking about for years was the double issue, you know, back to back format. I always wanted to do that. Um, Is it a smart business decision versus doing individual issues? No. Um, I'm sure Chris will touch on this when he comes up too, but I think there's a lot of value in your sanity and doing two issues at one time in a Kickstarter, especially when I have a backlog of about 10 other, you know, other issues I need to kickstart already too. So, um, like I said, at the end of the day, this is, everyone has a different strategy for the Kickstarters. My goal for this Mm -hmm. book in particular, uh, is to get a a print run. So even regardless of what I get for backers, you know, on the total here, I'm going to do a larger print run. And I think this will sell good at cons when people can hold it in their Mm -hmm. hands. Um, I want to, I have multiple of my lo- local bars I go to that are craft cocktail focused that said they'll sell it at the bar itself too. So, you know, this book is going to be interesting. Cool. And I think that double, double issue flip flop format was something that I really wanted to get done. Very cool. Very cool. Well, all right. Well, Hey, thank you, sir. Thank well, you. he's been very patient. I think it's time that we talk to Chris and see what he's got going on. So, Hey man, what's, what's going on? With your project. All right. Uh, let me let me pull this up. Pull it and up real there it quick. Is. Uh, we got right. Control Z numbers one and two. This is the second series that I'm bringing to Kickstarter, actually. Um, uh, also sci fi. Uh, and I actually have the issue one printed out right here as well. Uh, not as prepared as everybody else, but. You got something. We got something. You got something. Yeah. Awesome. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, this is a book that I've been working on for a long time. Uh, The artist is Ricardo Secchi, who actually did a a cover for uh, Evan, I believe, um, if I remember correctly. And uh, the colorist is Marcos Martins, uh, letter by Reed Hinckley Barnes. Uh, And yeah, it's issues one and two. Uh, I've already have issue one printed out. I've sold some at uh, comic conventions. And um, so I wanted to put out a decent chunk of the story. And I, I've, I've been sitting on this for a while. So I wanted to put put out both. Um, and, you know, there it's you'll, you'll get a decent amount of story. You'll end up getting like about 50 pages total, maybe a little bit more. Um, so it's a nice, nice way to journey into Cyberscape, which is the uh, simulation that this wor- uh, whole story takes place in. Um, it's mm-hmm. very reminiscent of Ready Player One and uh, The Matrix. And uh, our main character is Idolin. She's a sentry or a moderator of the simulation, and she has to solve why people are going missing in uh, this post-physical existence. Um, then we have a bunch of preview pages, uh, about about 10, and wanted to give people a nice look at what they're going to be getting in uh, what you know venturing with this new book that we 
that we have out. And it's a uh, it's our biggest campaign to date, and it's uh, the most backers that we've had to date as well. So um, it's it's nice to see uh, all the the promoting and the the little base that we had with uh, Alpha really paying off and leading into this next uh, phase for us. And we have some plans for this for the direct market and things like that in the future. But uh, it's awesome to you know do a Kickstarter and and find like really you know, some really new and passionate, hopefully, fans uh, of this book. Um, and yeah, we have a bunch of variants. This is this is the most variants I've done on a book, and I'll probably be doing more variants in the future. Um, but we have this uh, Not Safe for Work um, uh, a Kickstarter exclusive variant by Ricardo Rabaldo. Um, all of we, our Kickstarter exclusive variants are um, limited and uh, specifically only to Kickstarter. And once they... Once they're out, they're on, they'll be vaulted, and you probably won't be able to see them again. Um, maybe, may, maybe periodically they'll come back, but for the most part, they're, they're they'll be very exclusive. And then we have a, a cover by Francesco Mazzoli, who is the artist on my other series, The Saturn Effect Alpha, and he did this really awesome piece. Um, and this is a standard variant, which we'll have at conventions and things like that. Um, and this is done by his protege, Andreas Galmazzi. Um, this is also another standard variant for issue two that we'll, we'll, we will have at cons. Uh, and then our last variant is done by Tina Valentino, and it's our last Kickstarter exclusive variant. And it's our first Virgin cover that, we, that we're doing, and uh, it came out really awesome. It's colored by James O'Freddy, who's, who's really awesome, and um, uh, it's, this, is, this is doing well. And there's only, there's only about a, a – we, we're only printing a limited amount of these, so – um, just like the other other Kickstarter exclusive, these are um, covers that you're not going to necessarily see come back uh, again. So uh, if you see one that you like, definitely uh, get your hands on it. Uh, every every um, pledge or physical pledge comes with an art print that was done by Ricardo and Marcos. Uh, we have a bunch of original pages. Um, some of them already taken. Uh, I, we had We had original covers, but both original covers have both been sold which is really awesome um so thanks to everybody that that ended up uh, backing those and then i have a a decent uh, back catalog right as i said we have the saturn effect alpha uh this was the volume one uh cover that we had um and alpha will be coming back in the near future uh but for now you can grab uh the digital and uh see what's going on in the 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 this the universe you know in in the solar system in the near future um, and then there's another uh, issue, the Saturn Effect Helena, which is a spinoff in the same universe. And, you know, all these end up colliding very, very soon. So if you want to have a nice setup, you can grab these two books and then read the free issues that we have at the Saturn Effect dot com. Uh, and you'll be nice and ready for Alpha five when it does end up dropping. Uh, and then the last series that I have here is uh, one that I have with Christian Wolf. Uh, and this is Soma City. And it's set in a world where. Uh, people are anthropomorphized microbes. So you uh, think Black Sad meets Osmosis Jones. And yeah, this is another really cool book that um, this is one of those books. And I'm sure uh, everyone here has one where people are like, where's issue two? Where's issue two? And I'm just like, I have no I don't know where issue two is. Issue two is coming eventually. <laughs> um, so uh, one day we'll we'll end uh, maybe we'll bring this back for a prestige edition or a, a Kickstarter exclusive edition and then do an issue two. But um issue one is is there and it's uh there will be more coming 
Um, and we've hit our third stretch goal. Our first stretch goal was this awesome print by uh, a friend of mine, Congrats. Brian Escura, um, that yeah, everyone can grab a, the, our welcome to hell print. Um, and then our second stretch goal was uh, a f- free PDF of uh, the Siren Effect Alpha number one. Uh, and then I still have to update this, but our third uh, stretch goal was access to the full Kickstarter theme uh, song that we have. Um, if you listen to the trailer, it's truncated, it's shorter. Um, so the full version we have uh, available for everyone and we'll be putting it and we'll be putting out. And then this is the the Red Sea team. There's a bunch of us on it. Um, it's 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 been it's been fun to do. And and I try to keep our, our tiers relatively simple. Uh, I'll just take a quick look at them. Um, you know, there's like the, your standard digital, you have the physical, um, we have a Red Sea comic starter dun- uh, bundle digital. Um, and then we have variants, all the different variant choices that you can get, the the limited um, Kickstarter exclusive ones as well, um, a physical catch up or f- physical bundle for uh, everything that Red Sea has, um, a variant bundle, an ultimate bundle for those really true fans, uh, and then the regular pages. And then some other tiers that are uh, that are gone now. And uh, next time you got to get here sooner. Uh, and, and yeah, that's that's Control Z. That's the our our project. We have about eleven days left, and we're aiming for those five figures. This, uh, that's my goal. That would be my biggest campaign to date. So um, definitely spread the word. And if you're ready to enter Cyberscape, grab a copy. Control Z. <laughs> this is the best, nice. the best book that you haven't read. So. <laughs> Nice, Chris. Is it is it bad that as a software engineer and a computer nerd and a fan of sci-fi, I'm kind of afraid to register because I feel like it's going to make me like suck me into the matrix or something? It feels uh, like it might be a little too close to home. I, uh, that's I'm honestly I'm hoping I'm hoping you're, you're everyone's <laughs> captured and we will be able to run for thirty issues, a hundred issues, hundred years. Controls. Nice. <laughs> well, I, I've got a quite kind of a question because I, I've. I've noticed, um, and Matta, this is this is you too. Oh no! Um, the the amount of pages that you know we as indie comics creators are packing into you know individual issues seems to be you know a significant amount more than what you see in you know, you know the big two or the big three. I mean, you know, they were down to twenty page stories not too long ago, I think, and and like fourteen and pages I, of ads. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So, I mean, I just kind of want to, you know, what, how do you decide on story length? I mean, I know how I do. Uh, I, I like, as, as a chunk of comics, I like 24 pages and I structure, you know, my issues around a 24 page story that mostly ends, you know, like, you know, done in one kind of issues with some overall arc stuff that I, you know, move through, you know, continuing issues. But that's just me. I mean, you know, Evan, you've got 38 pages. Um, Chris, you you guys have got some, you know, big collections out there of stuff. You know, Alan, you guys have some bigger collections and, and you've got lots of issues out. And, and Rob, you've got lots of issues out too. Maddie, you, your your issues are... They're like 30, 32. Yeah, 30 yeah. to 32 usually. So, I mean, I'm just kind of curious. What, how does, how do you guys, sorry... How do you all, because you're not all guys, all right? You don't know <laughs> how that. Do all decide, how do you all decide how, you know, how big your story is going to be from a strictly structural page count standpoint? 
Um, I guess uh, I'll go first, I guess. Um, so uh, for me, like I, I as well do the 24 page count per mm -hmm. issue. Um, issue 12 actually is going to be 32 pages um, just because I like to end mine. Each of my uh, issues are purposely ended on a cliffhanger. Um, mm -hmm. But I also feel like when I'm, uh, I want to make sure that it's also a nice pace. You get in, you get out, but it stops, mm -hmm. and then it leads you right into the next one. Um, I think that's a good pace. And for me, like you know, I growing up reading Marvel and DC Comics back in the '90s, that's kind of like where their page count used to be until it dwindled mm -hmm. down. And I think the last time I counted a Marvel book was like 16 pages of story. And I'm like, I'm paying this much for that. No. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I think uh, for me, like that was as a good single issue, and to be able to have a good like you know pacing uh, that that works for me. Um, I would love to maybe do like longer you know books because it's hard to cram everything you want to into 24 pages. Yeah. But <laughs> sometimes uh, you know because you you get paying the artists. Um, especially starting out, you don't have, yeah. you know, the funds to, you know, do a 48 page book, you know, or more. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. They call that uh, a graphic novel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. At that point you might as well. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Unless you're so who else was going next? Uh, I, I guess yeah. I'll go. Cause my, my answer is simple. Like it just happened to be 30 pages. Like that just, it happens to be what worked and like it also works within like printing because it's like all right well the book has to be like you know four cover pages and then 32 pages and I'm like yeah i can fit as much story in here as i possibly can and yeah it just works for me in terms of like how i want to pace things because i originally tried to go for 24 and i was like no this doesn't feel right like i need to add in like more explanation here and more things there so like 30 to 32 just happens to work yeah, it's really kind of a personal decision, isn't it? I mean, it's, you know, what works for you as, well, you're a unicorn because you can ride and draw and just do freaking everything. So <laughs> between you being, you know, able to do everything and Rob just having everything, I'm feeling some, you know, pretty, pretty uh, envious at the moment. So I'm just going to let that go. And let's let's see what Alan and Chris and Evan have to say about page counts. <laughs> yeah, so for us, we, we always usually it seems like our, our last four comic books have ended at 28. Um, both of the series have been, so I, I think what's really helped us kind of uh, stay with that pace, both of them got picked up by source point press and they don't like to print over 32 pages at a time, just wow. for, uh, just for, I guess, profit and uh, cost effectiveness on their end, which makes total sense. So mm -hmm. they don't like for us to go over 28. So that's how we know how to structure it. And I, I know it's a crappy answer, but it works for us, I guess. But it's, it's a good one for people who are planning to work with a publisher that they have to think exactly. About. There you go. Yep. yep. There you go. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because be um, yeah, Pocus Four was originally uh, thirty-two pages, and they they said no, and we were we <laughs> oh, were no. like we were like, oh, okay, cool. Why? And then they gave us the why, and I was like, oh, I get that. And then that's it. <laughs> yeah. Wait. So was it done already? And then you had to like take out pages. No, or um, luckily, we we were early in development on it, so we went back and revised the script and were able to condense a lot of the pages down because uh, I'm a sucker for splash for splash pages. So we were able just to uh, shove those down into you know a couple panels and stuff instead. Mm -hmm. Cool. Very cool. 
Evan, do you yeah, want to jump in here? Yeah, I think <laughs> early on in my earlier books, I just kind of let the page down dictate itself based on how I thought the story should be. Uh, so I ended up mm-hmm. like with the Agent Carter, the first issue was like 31, then it was like 23, and then like 22, and then 30, and I was all over the place, which worked fine for self publishing, of course. But I also am creating a uh, multiple other series now that I'm uh, pitching to publishers, one of which actually I just signed a deal on today, which is exciting. Um, Congrats. But, uh, Congratulations. <laughs> but the advice I was given by editors uh, early on in that process was 22 is a really good target for the direct market. So I've structured all those books to be 22 pages. And um, I'm, I don't know if anybody else is a fan of Scott Snyder, but I'm a huge Scott Snyder fan. And he's uh, he has a, a Substack where you can subscribe and he basically teaches lessons on writing comics uh and it's it's fucking amazing like if you're not subscribed to it and you write comics go do it but one of the things i've learned through that process that's been really informative is that setting a boundary page count for yourself uh at 22 helps you force force your writing to kind of get rid of pages that don't serve the story i mean there's a time and a place to add you know pages for graphic beauty and you know because people enjoy them or whatever but um when you're kind of structuring a story based on, you know, kind of a general thesis of four main scenes over a 22 page issue and, and getting rid of all the cruff, it really helps, helps me at least structure the story in a way where I'm not adding stuff that I think is interesting, but doesn't serve the story. Um, so mm-hmm. that's kind of what I've been trying to do for all the stuff I'm writing now that's intended to be, you know, be um, serialized as a, as a fixed 22 page count and force myself to adhere to that. And it's had some good benefits in terms of structuring things. Awesome. All right, Chris. Let's. How do you do it, man? Yeah, I mean, similarly, uh, my my first couple series, Control Z and the Siren Effect, the page counts are all over the place. Uh, the Siren Effect is particularly egregious because the first one's like twenty four, second one's like twenty eight, third one's like thirty something, fourth one's like fifty. <laughs> what? Issue five is thirty, like five pages. Issue six is another fifty pager. It's all over the place. It's actually, it's. Uh, I don't, I don't know what I was doing. It'll never, it'll never get published by a publisher because we'll have to split it up. It'll be like a twelve issue issue series, um, and then graphic Control novel. Z, yeah, definitely yeah. right. Um, and Control Z is is got a uh, fluctuates itself, but a lot of the newer stuff that I've written, I I, uh, I also have a, a book that I can't necess- can't talk too much about, but um, we had to cut down everything to twenty two pages, and um, you know, whenever I do like freelancing work, twenty two pages is where uh, you know, I'll have a grid and I posted this on Twitter before and, you know, it's like page one on one. It's like shows you your page turns basically in an easy way yeah. to to visualize it. And I'll like just put out like the story beats on the side and then I'll throw it on there basically and break out the story that way. Um, and so it's like super visual and you can really like see it as much as you can in, in that stage. Um, and yeah, 22 pages is just like where, where it's at um, in terms of just like cool. keeping it condensed and, uh, and, and getting, getting it done uh, quickly, you know, and being able to crank it all out. Well, you know, to, did, to actually, to, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead, Evan. Yeah, I was just going to ask Chris, did you have the same challenge I did with your page count fluctuation going Kickstarter to Kickstarter and that you're like, okay, what are my print costs? And you're like, oh, fuck, this one's eight pages longer and it does not cost the same amount to print and ship exactly. Like, do I have to charge backers more now because my book is substantially longer? Are they going to get that? Like, that caused a little bit of confusion. That's what I've always been afraid of, like, having a big difference in page counts and then it's like, oh, well, this book is like $10, this is like 15 Like, that's scary. But continue. No, that's that's definitely a, a problem I'm I'm gonna have now. So I 
I definitely may have undercharged for issue four, you know, 50 pages. Like some people Ouch. that's like, just, that's just like a, a, a trade almost, you know, like a, a mini graphic. Do you even do that? Shadow snitch? Uh, you ba- barely, right? <laughs> um, That's not like forty-eight was the limit that they could do that. Yeah. <laughs> not, this is like 50, 50 something. It's it's uh, it's a thick one. Um, it's it's over there. I wish I could grab it real quick. Um, and, and yeah, it's it's definitely kind of screwed me over because now it's like you know inflation and the minimum price <laughs> of of people's comics for like a thirty-two pages gone up so drastically. I'm like, just have this issue four. That's 50 pages. And I'm like, damn, am I supposed to just like charge like 2.5 X now? Like, that's kind of crazy. <laughs> and then shipping on top. Of it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm like, God, like everything is getting, it's getting wild. But um, yeah, it's, it's definitely a, a challenge. I've been figuring it out. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I, uh, so I, I try to write, I, I do a, uh, with my with my mailing list, I use them as kind of an accountability partner, and I write. I make sure I write four pages of comic script a week because I have, you know, that's that's a pretty small goal that I can usually hit, and uh, it doesn't. You know, I still have the day job and all that other stuff that I'm doing, but um, I wrote. I, I basically had an outline for uh, this fantasy thing that I that I was working on, and I just said. I want this to happen, this to happen, this to happen, and this to happen. And I didn't set myself any type of page limits, right? I'm like, maybe it'll come out around 64 pages, whatever. 300 pages later, I finished it. I was like, I really need to set some, uh, you know, guardrails here because that's just (laughs) right. (laughs) Wow. Sounds like you got a series there. I don't know what I have. I... (laughs) But you wrote you. That's not even like storyboarding or story beats. You wrote 360 pages, and it just that happened. Yeah, it just. I mean, I would write from week to week, and I'd go, "Okay, what's happening now?" And I, you know, I'd look back over. Okay, well, I'm still in this part, and you know, granted, there are some splash pages in there, and I, there are some repeated scenes, uh, because similar things happen. So you know, you're trying to show it, and then condense it down kind of like the, I, I love the, the sequence in groundhog's day you know he goes through the, you see it the first time all the way through right yep and then the next time it's truncated just a little bit you know they've cut out some stuff and then finally you know toward the end of the rotations you know you're seeing one and another one and you you know that you're seeing full days you're just seeing a quick representation of those full days i thought that was, sure. I mean, it was genius the way they did it Probably not the way I did it, uh, or I tried to do it, but uh, with 300 pages, I probably should have some more. But um, I don't know. It's uh, for for me as as the writer that that set number of pages. If I don't have that structure, I, I think I lose. You know, I, I I lose the track. I lose track. You know, I I just lose the th- the thought I did, and I just keep going. So. For me personally, having those set pages is really kind of a must, I think. And I, it sounds like that that's that's kind of a similar, you know, reason for for you know everyone else here too. So that's cool. That's very cool. Good good discussion. Well, uh, let's see. I'm checking the comments. Uh, we are at uh, 
for those of you on the, anybody on the East Coast? Matta, you're on the East Coast. Yes, I am. It is after midnight. Yeah, but you are young, so it's okay. No, but uh, I'm an old man <laughs> in a middle-aged woman's body, and I usually go to sleep at 11 o'clock, so. <laughs> um, so, tell you what, why don't we do one more, one, one more time around the horn with our 30-second uh, pitches, and, uh, and then we will uh, jump to the next section, and, you know, things will go completely off the rails. So Yes. I think we started with Chris for the first 30-second pitch. So let's go to Alan for his 30-second pitch, and we'll go back around the horn. Yeah, again, uh, my name is Alan Dunford. Uh, the, the book that I have running right now on Kickstarter is Pocus Hocus, Volume 2, Number 1. And, yeah, again, like I said, it's about a magician who sells a soul, and uh, it's his journey to, to get that thing back. So we, we go through the uh, wonderful, wild, and cute, whimsical world of hell. So we uh, we hope that, that you join us for it because uh, we have so much fun making it. And I can honestly say this thing's a passion project. Awesome. All right. Thanks. Uh, all right, Rob, buddy, pal, hit us, man. Just hold up the wolf. That's all we need. Hold up the wolf. <laughs> yeah. There we go. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I'm Rob Maltieri, uh, and creator writer of Nightwolf, um, and this campaign that I'm running is for this uh, cute little plushie here, as well as uh, six connecting covers for the fifth anniversary edition. Um, very limited. So again, uh, the quick pitch for Nightwolf is uh, it's a young man who finds out that he's born a werewolf, gets thrown into a supernatural war against demons, witches, vampires, and other werewolves. And if he gets scared at night, he will be here to to snuggle with <laughs> and you can hug him and pet him and call him george and you can call him george <laughs> nice all right evan show us what you got sir yeah um i'm evan Crothers from woven press um the project i have a kickstarter right now is called mixology noir it's a double feature of horror comics inspired by classic craft cocktails uh, so it's two comics uh, 31 pages each printed back to back in a highly collectible quality book uh, the first one is called Sazerac. It's a story of a man who uh, has a fight with his wife and goes out looking for a drink, finds himself in a bar full of long forgotten gods and tragedy ensues. And the second story is called Sazerac, or excuse me, it's called Vesper. It's about a woman uh, who is kind of entitled and stops for a martini at a Russian vodka bar where she is subsequently kidnapped and held in the basement and learns a whole lot about the meaning of family and what's important in life. Nice. All right. Chris, take us home, sir. All right. Short and sweet. Control-Z, numbers one and two. The best sci-fi comic book on the market. The best sci-fi comic book you haven't read yet. The best sci-fi comic book probably of this year. Just go and get it. If you like The Matrix, you like Ready Player One, uh, this is the book for you. All right. Excellent. Well, hey, thanks, everyone. Um great having you here now this is always where we go completely off the rails and you are completely and totally welcome to stay as we talk about previous projects but uh if you need to go feel free uh if you want to hang around and uh watch as things get weird that's fine too uh so, <laughs> well, I'm gonna pop off. Uh, it is midnight here, and I am an old man. And uh, my wife is is in, in our bedroom right now, scowling at me. 
I'm sure through the door going, get your ass to bed. <laughs> All right. All right. Thanks, Rob. Night. It was nice talking hey, to Rob. you. You too. It was, it was nice seeing you. I mean, I, we're friends on Facebook. I never like, you know. Yeah, we've never spoken in person. So this is yeah. great. Very nice to meet you. And uh, Chris and Evan. Nice great. to meet you, man. Uh, and uh, Alan, everybody. Nice. And well, Have we'll a good one. <laughs> yeah, we'll Night. be chatting, man. Have a good one. Yeah, and I'm following behind Rob because it is 11.15 where I'm at as well. <laughs> so I'm going to go ahead and uh, get some sleep. But no, I all right. you guys. Thank you guys everything for all you do. And yep. I love everyone's projects. So I'll see you guys later. Good night. Thanks. Thanks. Good all right. right. Well, I think I'm going to have to take a take a leave as well it's i'm also an east coaster past midnight yep. and uh <laughs> yeah i'm i i am young ish but i am tired so i appreciate Fair. you having me on um i <laughs> yeah. thank you so much evan it was awesome to finally talk to nice you nice seeing you in person uh, yeah. yeah of course and so enjoy the rest of your show everyone all right, all right. good night so good night, good night. <laughs> all right so what we're gonna well, do damn it i'll chat a little bit yeah, I thought you Hang were going to nope out when I saw the camera moving. I was like, ah, oh, he's gone. But no, you just got cozy. Oh, if yeah. I'm going to sit and drink yeah. whiskey and keep chatting, I want to do it on the couch. Fair. <laughs> Valid. <laughs> All right. Let's see what we've got going on here. I will look at the the list of everything. I feel so out of the loop because I haven't, like, I've been so busy working on my own comic that I haven't kept up with, like, what else is going on. So That's such a horrible, horrible excuse. I know, right? It's not. <laughs> it's also a quiet time Perfectly of the year fine. over the holidays, too, until the last two weeks when there's now 700 comics Kickstarters. Yep. <laughs> yes. Yeah, the, uh, the amount of projects, the amount of really, really good projects that launched in the last week, week and a half, two weeks, is just amazing. I mean, it's, it's really awesome. Um, all right. I have found the list so let me pull this out so i don't break things and not close the wrong tab that would be oh man like i would do i've <laughs> i've done that i've closed my kickstarter tab while working on the campaign and that shit does not auto save yeah. Yep, <laughs> you're absolutely right. That is painful. I, I learned that a long time ago. I do all of my writing in Google Docs and stuff first before I transfer it over because I've been bitten too many times. I've done that, but then I've like copy pasted and then I'm like, oh, maybe I should edit this. Maybe I should change that. And then like, yeah. nope, not the changes save. Yep. <laughs> I never learn. <laughs> I'm sure you do. I'm sure you do. Not in all this right. case. <laughs> I, uh, uh, oh, and uh, Shawnee. Oh, first off, Shawnee says, hey, they're dropping like flies. They they did. Yeah. <laughs> and she said, for you. <laughs> Yay. Her Sacramony comics arrived in perfect condition, and she's excited to dive in. Happy so, reading. Awesome, yeah. Or depressed reading because it's kind of sad. Either way. <laughs> so uh, we had uh, a, a few weeks back, we had... Um, we had Matt on the show for Thoughtscape Comics, and uh, that is still going on right now. I think it has about five days left. Um, I'm not exactly sure, but uh, they're closing in on their goal. So check it they're out. They're an anthology, anthology, right? Yeah. Yep. They're mm -hmm. an anthology where Matt has written and worked with a lot of different artists uh, to tell some stories that are, uh, you know, all kind of not connected but also 
there is a connective tissue between them because of the uh, you know corporate world in which they uh, take place so it's uh, it's an interesting book and uh, he's got a catch-up tier so definitely get out there and, and take a look at that one it's it's a good book and uh, I think Matthew they compared so, it they compared it to the Twilight Zone I think I did actually see yes. that mm -hmm. campaign yeah absolutely so yeah definitely get out there and check it out and uh, here's the link right here it's kickstarter.com slash projects slash Matt MLPDX Thoughtscape-comics-1-3. So get out there and take a look. And then I'm a backer, from of, last... I'm a backer of those first couple campaigns, and I can vouch that they're good. So Excellent. Awesome. To anybody, go Unpaid it. testimonial. Yep. yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then uh, we also had um, How to Build an Army, uh, a manga for everyone. Uh, those guys are still running. Uh, go out and give that one a look. Uh, it's, uh, I'm trying to remember, I was not on that show, so I don't know as much about that one at this point, but uh, it's definitely worth a shot. So uh, give it a look. And I think they've, they're either close to funded or have already funded, but uh, every, every little bit helps. So get out there and take a look and see what you can, you know, see what you can do. And then I'm looking for, let's see. Oh, here's the other one. Uh, last week, uh, I'm sure I, uh, probably kept Steve up way too late, but uh, Evie and the Helsings, number one by uh, Steve Bryant, uh, written by Steve Bryant, and the artist whose name I cannot remember at the moment, is a beautiful book. It's a uh, the last in the line of uh, vampire hunters has died. Uh, she and only her daughter is left, and all Evie wants to do is rock. So there you go. Uh, it's It's got you some really rock? cool variants. That sounds like it should be the name of a fucking sick rock band. And that's what it is. Evie and the Health. Excellent. <laughs> All right. Um, but yeah, it's uh, Steve and I chatted for a couple of hours last week, and it was great just talking about this project and about uh, art in general because Steve teaches art. He teaches comics uh, you know, at a, at a college, I believe, in Missouri. So it was uh, a lot of fun. And this is a, a book that, uh, we've talked about it a lot uh, because Steve and I hang out in some some groups together, and and he's a, a really awesome dude. Gave me an awesome quote for uh, Crossover Division too. So definitely go back, Evie and the Helsings. It is well, it rocks. Sorry. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> uh, and I think that's about all I have uh, at the moment. So hey, I don't know that we went too far off the rails. Uh, no, did we, go we we kept it on the rails. We kept it on the rails. So yeah. totally Kevin Joseph kept it on the rails while the real Kevin Joseph could not. So there you go. Take that. <laughs> Kick a man while he's down. That's right. That's right. <laughs> nope. I, I, I miss the man and he should be back next week. Uh, so uh, Matta. Oh, wait, before we go. Um, What's up? Matta has a new project Hi. coming. <laughs> Don't you? You have a new project. Yes, I do. The uh, pre-launch page is already uh, out there so that people can sign yep. up. I do. Uh, it's actually launching next week on February 2nd. It is uh, buddyandfriendcomic.com, all one word. And it is for The Misadventures of Buddy and Friend, which is a fantasy comedy akin to like Monty Python, Mel Brooks sort of humor, wrapped up in a cute art style with people beating the shit out of each other. 
Nice. <laughs> Go sign up now. Yeah, right, that one done. <laughs> and which means you guys will see me again soon. I don't remember which week I'm supposed to be on the show, but you're, awesome. you're never going to be rid of me. That's a threat. That's, that's great. Don't threaten us with a good time, okay? No. <laughs> well, all right. I think that is about it for the night, everyone. Uh, I'm going to check the comments real quick. I uh, don't see anything new. Um, like, um, like Rob, I am also an old man. So uh, <laughs> it is, it's getting late for me as well. Um, and hey, thanks, Joey. Um, Aw. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> There's my thumb. <laughs> yeah, thumbs, two thumbs all the way up. Sorry. Uh, so I think we're going to call it. Uh, thanks again, everyone. And uh, we will be back next week with more Kickstarter projects by awesome creators. And uh, in the meantime, uh, go out and um, you know, read some more comics and support some more indie creators. Thanks again, everyone. And Good night. Thanks, Good night, everyone. Nice